Lord, we thank you that we gather in your name right now today. Lord, not in the name of any person, but your name, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that today you're going to minister to people. Lord, you're going to minister life, encouragement, hope. Lord, we thank you that you've already begun ministering to us throughout this whole service, Jesus, through worship, Lord. And today, we thank you for being interested in our lives. Lord, thank you that you placed your full attention when you, when you sacrificed your life for us on the cross. Lord, thank you that your gaze is on each one of us. Not one person is more special than the other. But each one of us, Lord, you love so much. Our lives so different, our lives so diverse, but our lives so loved by the creator of the heavens and the earth. Thank you, Lord, for being in this place today. And everyone said, amen. You may take your seats. Thank you so much, team. You know, just before I minister to you today, I'd just like you to take a look at the screen behind, just a video. Today is a unique day, and it's far bigger than we think, because there are many different kinds of mothers, and all are being honoured today. For the mother who has chosen to stay at home while her children are little, May your patience be great and your influence even greater. For the single mum who never planned on doing this alone, may you be consistently strengthened by your Heavenly Father and may you hear His voice singing over you. For the mother who strives to balance work outside the home with love inside the home, may you be given energy, validation and hope as you make the leap from one world to another every day. For mums who had poor mothers themselves, but who now refuse to let that pattern repeat itself, may the godly legacy you've started be carried on for generations to come. For mothers with grown adult children, may today be filled with laughter and joy, and may you experience deep satisfaction and fulfilment. For women who have no biological children of their own, but who mother younger women as mentors, may you understand your role as a calling from God and as a transformation of their hearts. Today is a unique day, so for all the mothers we've mentioned, and even those we didn't, be blessed, be honoured, be filled with joy. You are making the world a better place because you're filling it with a love that only a mum can give. Great. You know, I just wanted to share that um, just before I ministered, because I was thinking about life, thinking about life, just, you know, life is so unpredictable, isn't it? You know, we could talk to any one of you here, and not one of us would probably have the same journey. Not one of us would be experienced maybe in the same things. You know, life is one of those things that there isn't a handbook for. 
You know, sometimes we set about our days and we think, okay, we're going to do the shopping. We've got to take the kids to school. We're going to go to work. going to come home and cook tea. You know, and we may have an idea of the way that we think our day is going to go, but the reality is it's not scripted. We can't script sometimes our reactions to the situations that happen within our day. Nor can we script or even begin to understand how the people around us are going to respond to the things that may take place that are unexpected in their day. You know, I was just thinking about my day yesterday. Life is filled with unexpected things. Life is a learning curve and life presents itself lots of opportunities for us to grow and you learn things. And yesterday was one of those days for me. I was um, busy washing up the dishes because I love doing it, of course. No, I was washing up the dishes that had mounted because I hadn't done them after breakfast and I tried to avoid them on Friday night. You know, the typical kind of thing. And I needed to wash the dishes in order to help us eat the next meal. And so I was kind of at the, um, at the sink. This is me washing, in case you didn't realize. This is my washing motion, what I'm doing with my hand here. So I was busy washing the dishes and Dave was having a bit of a grueler of a day because he has three bikes and all of them were broken and he was trying to fix them and he'd lost a bolt off one thing and something wasn't going right so previously we'd been hunting in the garden looking for a bolt which we couldn't find but anyway he was in and he was just repairing his bikes and then he came to me and he said "Uh uh-oh he said I got grease and oil all over my best jeans (laughs) and I just kind of went and I was like because I'm no good with washing, right? I, I, well, I know how to put the stuff in, right? I can put it in the washing machine and put the powder in, but I can't do stains. So like if I say to the kids, you can't go out in anything looking remotely light if we're going to the park, because I physically do not know how to get mud out of, a, um, out of a garment. Sarah Goddard can testify to this. She came over to my house one day when I had a load of girls there and Eden had a brand new top that she spilt a strawberry on. And I was like, it's going to have to go in the bin. And Sarah's like, no. She said, have you got, what's that thing, that powder? Well, yes, vanish your white thing. And she said, yes. And I said, yeah, well, I do it. I do that. And it didn't come out. She said, no, let me show you. She talked to me about boiling the kettle and letting it fizz and bubble and all of that stuff. And I was delighted that day because we salvaged some Eden's brand new top because Sarah showed me how to paste this mixture. But I got to be honest, it's a faff. And I don't do faff. And that's probably why I don't like stain removing. So Dave has his pair of jeans. You would see him wearing them a lot on ch- in church. So I was thinking, what jeans is he going to wear to church now? He's just gone and got stains all over him. So anyway, I kind of finished off doing my dishes and stuff like that. And I thought, I was, I was like, get them off. And he said, what? I haven't finished my bike. I said, get them off now. I'm going to try and remove the stain. And he's like, really? I said, like, yeah, I'm going to try and do it. So he's like, in the kitchen, down came the jeans and he walked upstairs (laughs) to get another pair of jeans to go back outside. And I was there. So I finished the dishes and I'm like, right, come on, we can remove the stain. We can do this. So I Googled, what would a generation do without Google? 
I'm serious. I need Google in my life. Really, I really do. And probably a lot of you, when the kids say, Mom, what about this? Just type it into Google, I say. Type it into Google, it'll tell you. So anyway, I Googled. And I said, how to remove oil from denim? Because I thought that would be a technical term that somebody may have mentioned. Anyway, I found a result. And this is what it said to do. It said, pat the garment with paper towel. So I patted it like it said, and it did remove the excess oil. I was like, oh, this is amazing. It says, next, get some baby powder or cornstarch or salt and put it over the patch. Now, I didn't have baby powder, but I did have salt. So I did that, and I got my spoon, and I tapped the spoon over the salt like this, and I was whacking it, trying to get it all in. Then it said, scrape the salt off. So I did all of that. Then it said, get some washing up liquid and pour over the grease, and now get a toothbrush. So I was like, right. So Summer now doesn't have a toothbrush because I had to use hers because she's the only one in our family that doesn't have the electric toothbrush. And I figured that was a bit expensive due to use the electric toothbrush thing. So anyway, I went upstairs and I got the toothbrush and I did as it said. And I did all of this and I rinsed it off. And do you know what? The stain removed. So yesterday, I thought to myself, I grew today. I learned a new skill today. Today was a good day for me. It started off with a negative situation because stains are not good in my family. But I have overcome that, and I can now be an effective remover of grease when it comes to denim in my family. And I just began to think about that. And I thought, do you know what? In the unpredictability of life, we all encounter situations that we don't expect or we don't know how to overcome. And you know, I was just thinking, how can we position ourselves as people to be able to really handle those unpredictable of times well? You know, because we don't have the guidebook that says, turn left, turn right, do this, so-and-so is going to say this, you're going to respond by that. We are making it up as we go along. And so how can we ensure that when we're making things up, that we're making things up the right way? So this morning, I just want to encourage you from um, just the scripture, some things, some attitudes that I think would be great that we can take into any situation and we can help ourselves go through a situation that presents itself as new or presents itself as unpredictable. And we can use these things to help us navigate. How does that sound? Okay, the first thing, if you're writing notes, you can write this down. The first thing that I can see from Scripture that can help us in any situation and every situation we find is found in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And it says this, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible, another version says, In everything, give thanks. You know, I think that that is something that sometimes we often forget to do. I think having a thankful heart is something sometimes we forget maybe to show. And you know, I think if we can every day wake up and start to give thanks... I think it helps to change our perspective as we move into our day. What are we giving thanks for? 
Well, do you know what? We can give thanks because the Bible declares that his mercies are new every morning. Do you know what that means? That means every time we step and we open our eyes and we walk into the new day, God's mercy is there for us. God's favor is there to us to help, to guide us. We can be give, to give thanks to God because we can say, God, I don't know what my day holds today, but Lord, I thank you that you have chosen to be in my day. I thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, I thank you that you promise you'll never leave me or forsake me. So whatever happens today, Lord, today I want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for who you are. And I thank you that you are going to help me get through this day. So that's the first thing. Give thanks. The second thing I was thinking about, you know, because life is uncharted water. You know, what we can do as people that love Jesus, let's go ask God to help us deal with the situation. You know, in James 1 verse 5, it says that. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. It doesn't say ask your husband. It doesn't say ask your children. It doesn't say phone a friend. If you don't know how to deal with a situation, like, why don't we just go to the creator of the universe? Because that's what he's asking us. You know, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all. It doesn't say he gives generously to the ones that were really good this week. And, oh, well, do you know what? You slipped up this week, so you're not going to have it. But he says, no, he'll give it generously to each one of us. So I think when we go through days, you know, some days we just don't know what to do. Your child says something to you and you think, that one in the parenting handbook, I wasn't expecting that. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what to do in this situation. But you know, that's what I love about the Christ life. I love that Jesus says he wants to dialogue with us. You know, not just you hearing words on a Sunday from the pulpit, not maybe you hearing somebody in your connect group share, but he wants to dialogue and be, com and be in conversation with us 24-7. So if we don't know how to deal with something, we can say, Jesus, can you give me wisdom here? Can you give me wisdom? Because I really don't know what to do. And you know, sometimes what we want to do or the way that we would deal with it isn't God's way. It's not the best way. You know, I love that in the Bible it talks about, you know, walking according to the Spirit, that our lives are to be that, that we follow the things of God. You know, and sometimes when we leave it to our own self and our own rationale, we mess up. Or we see somebody else has done it some way and we think, oh, well, we'll do it that way. It worked for them. But, you know, asking God for ourselves, what an awesome thing. Jesus, I need wisdom. I need wisdom on how to deal with my employer. I need wisdom on how to deal with an awkward um, colleague. Well, I need wisdom as to how to navigate myself out of this bad attitude I found myself in. You know, sometimes we have bad attitudes, and if we're not careful, our bad attitudes can take us out of places that were designed in to be sources of joy, comfort, hope, and we can take ourselves completely out of that because for some reason we've got this thought, we've entertained a thought, we've let it go around in our head, we've blown the thought out of, out of all the proportion, and we can end up taking ourselves completely out. And sometimes we just say, Lord, I need to wisdom 
learning how to deal with myself, yeah? Because I'm botching up, yeah? And I can see myself like a grumpy puss. I'm moping. I'm, nobody wants to be with me. I'm like got this stone face. I haven't got anything good to say. Do you know what? If you haven't got anything good to say, don't say it. Because actually, if you haven't got anything to good to say, if you choose to say it, you're contra- and contradicting everything it says in the Bible. You know, the, the Bible's really clear about that. Sometimes we do have bad attitudes. But do you know what? we got to deal with that, but not spread our muck to everybody else in trying to deal with it. Bad attitudes, I've had them. I've moped about stuff before. I'm like, I don't think this is right. I've done it all. But do you know what? Bad attitudes just need changing. And in the middle of our bad attitude, God wants to change us. But what he does say, he says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So if you start dispensing all of this rubbish out of your mind, all you're doing is sowing chaos into your future. All you're doing is dispensing a whole lot of havoc for yourself in the future. Just don't do it. Even if your mind says something bad, say, no, today I'm going to be an encouragement. Today, the Bible declares that my words carry life, so I am going to choose to bring life. Let us not be the God, let's not be people. I don't want to be a Christian when non-Christians look at me and say, my gosh, she doesn't have anything good to say. She hasn't got anything good to say. Who would want to follow a Jesus like that? I love that the Bible says, no, we are like a city on a hill, shining light. It doesn't say drowning. We're not like, who's the guy? Eeyore off Winnie the Pooh. The big rain clouds on us. And I'm just going to go around life with my rain cloud and go whoosh. It's great being a Christian. Yes. My life is rubbish. Yes. No. No, no, no. I don't know. We got to be like, what's the bingy bongy one? I don't know because I'm not really. Tigger. No, we got to be like that. Spring in the step. Boing, da, boing, da. To say no. Do you know what? The Bible says that God's come to give us life and life more abundantly. He says the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you speak into your world words of destroying, then you're, you don't, well, I just think, I just think, how can we as Christians, for me, it's really simple. If the Bible says it, just do it. And if the Bible don't say it, don't do it. You know, and that's why the Bible's there, to help instruct us. You know, so maybe if you don't know, maybe we need to put this one in. If you don't know how to deal with what life brings on, number one, read your Bible. Don't go to Hello Magazine. Don't look to Instagram. We don't need to find the latest, you know, um, positive quote. We don't need to do that. Just open your Bible. Just open your Bible. What does the Bible have to say about things? I tell you what the Bible has to say about things. The Bible has to say in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says that I can have a little in life, but I can have a lot in life. But one thing I know is I know how to be content in all things. That is what happened just a few verses before this statement, I can do all things. You know, you look at the Apostle Paul, he went through it, shipwrecked, prison, you know, people stab him in the back. He had nothing. There were times he had nothing to eat, no roof over his head. Yet he says, I know the secret of contentment. 
I know how to be content. No, my life may not be the way I planned. No, I didn't think I was going to be the one that was going to be betrayed. No, I didn't think I was going to be the single mother bringing up my kids. No, I didn't think my own kids were going to leave me after I sacrificed my life for them. No, I never expected people that I've invested my whole life into to turn around and say, don't want to know you. But do you know what? As people who love Jesus... We can say, I know the secret of contentment. I know what it's like to have a lot in life. I know what it's like to not have a lot. But you know, in everything, I'm going to give thanks. In everything, I'm going to choose to have a heart that is full of thankfulness, full of contentment. And I'm going to praise and I'm going to rejoice myself out of a situation. And I'm going to say, Lord, I can do all things. The sentence doesn't end there. If it ended there, I could understand why we'd be despondent. If it says, I can do all things, I can understand why we would fail so much. But it doesn't say that. The key is in the second part of the verse. I can do all things who? Through Christ. And what does he do? He strengthens us. You know, we don't need to rely on strength in our own selves. That's why he says, when I'm weak, then I am strong. You know, because his strength enables us to go through. His strength says, I can do. It's through his strength. It's through his strength. So we've just got to press into Jesus. We've just got to press into Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm going to start doing what the Bible said. I am going to start doing what the Bible said. I'll tell you some encouraging things from the Bible. You know, the Bible is not a book that talks to us about shrinking back. The Bible is not a book where we retreat. You look at the life of Jesus, you look at the life of Mary, you look at the life of Gideon, you look at the life of Moses, of Abraham, lots of opportunities to retreat, lots of opportunities to say, yeah, it's tough. But do you know what? The Bible is full of people that said, yeah, despite the fact that I'm going to go through some tough stuff, I'm not shrinking back. I am not shrinking back. You know, Galatians 6 verse 9 says, don't grow weary in doing good. I understand that life can get unpredictable and it can make us feel weary. But the Bible says, don't grow weary in doing good. You know, Hebrews 10 39 says this, we don't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But we belong to those who have faith and are saved. You know, the whole life of being a Christian is so exciting. You know, and you read through the Bible, it's really honest. It doesn't say, you know, you ask Jesus into your heart and everything goes swimmingly well. It doesn't say that. It's real. It talks about adversity. It talks about trials. It talks about tough times. It talks about the times that we do suffer. But do you know what? It talks about Jesus in those sufferings, in those trials, in those tough times, how our love for him gets perfected and how we get perfected in those times. You know, our Christ life is not about shrinking back. It's about pressing on. It's about moving on, pressing on towards the goal. You know, and I know times are tough for some of us. 
But sometimes we've just got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going forward. I'm going forward because I can do all things who through, through Christ, who strengthens me. Yeah, I may feel weakened on my knees at the moment, but that's okay because I know greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I know that I can do all things. I can. I can. You know, this world is full of so many messages that talk about the I can'ts, that talk about the, the woes, that talk about the fears. But do you know what? We've really got to make sure that our lives are grounded in the word, grounded in what the Bible says, because it gives us perspective. You know, if you spend more time watching the news than you do about listening to the things of God, it's not unusual possibly for your balance to be a bit skewed in the way that you see things. I'm not saying not to listen to the news if that's what you like to do. But I'm just saying make sure that you don't live your life with the filter of the news or the filter of the messages of this world being the things that the way that you live out your life. Just make sure that you know what the Bible has to say about things, what the Bible says about the way that we live our lives. So as we come through difficult situations, we can give thanks. We can ask God for wisdom. We can say confidently, I can do all things who strengthens me. I'm not going to shrink back. And thirdly, we can live big. Do you know what? The Bible wants us to live big. You know, sometimes Haley, myself and Dave, we, um, we laugh and giggle because we're like, oh, go large and go, or go home because sometimes the things that we have in our heads are so big and we're just like, oh, never mind, let's go for it. Let's drop. Why do something small when you can do it big? Why not? Why not at least try to do something big? Well, I want to encourage you about what the Bible talks about going big with. The Bible, it says, go big with love. Go big with love. You know, John 13, verse 34 to 35 says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. God's love is big. Just as I have loved you. How does Jesus love us? We've sang about it. We listen to it. You know, his love is so big for us. His love is unconditional. His love isn't based on whether we do things right or wrong. His love is just big and unconditional. And he says, you go big. Go big with your love towards, do you know what? Go big with your love towards yourself, first of all. Sometimes we make mistakes. We all do. Sometimes we say things we don't mean. Sometimes in just frustration, maybe we say something and we think, oh, I can't believe I did that. We act in ways sometimes that are unpredictable. And then we have to live with ourselves after it. Can I just say, love yourself. You know, the Bible says, Love one another as you have loved yourself. There's another scripture that talks about that. And the love that God wants us to have for ourselves is the same love that he has for us. And it is unconditional. You know, so when we botch up, when we say something, maybe when we do something, can we forgive ourselves? Can we say, do you know what? I know you made messed up. But come on, I can get through this. And sometimes that does mean apologizing. If you said a word that's wrong to somebody, you know, people are understanding. Sometimes we just got to backtrack and say, do you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry I said that. 
I'm really sorry that I would have spoken like that to you. Again, me and my bad attitude, it took me somewhere I didn't want to go. And I'm really sorry. And you know, when we can sometimes step ourselves down off the pedestal and say sorry, it's not easy. It is really humbling. You may feel awkward inside, but do you know what? That's the way Jesus wants us to live. He's not saying that we're not going to make mistakes, but he just says, be big. Be big with love. You know, be big with loving one another. You know, just, I mean, I just look at the scriptures in Corinthians. You know, this is what love is. This is what, this is the way Jesus wants us to treat each other. This is the way that Jesus wants us to be. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous. Well, she's got this. Well, they're doing that, and I've been invited, and I'm really not happy. No, it's not jealous. It's not boastful. So then sometimes, you know, sometimes dreams do come true. But when they do come true, just be careful that you're not really boastful in the wrong way about it to make the people who are struggling feeling like that small. You know, love is considerate towards one another as well. Love is not proud. It's not rude. It doesn't demand its own way. How many of us like our own way? I love my own way. It's one of the reasons I thought I never wanted to be a mum because I just love being selfish. I really did. It was brilliant because Dave and I just get on so well and we really have a, we, we, we just like things the same. So I thought, well, this is easy because I like, I get to be selfish in one way because the things Dave likes, I like. So we don't have to do a lot of, you know, um, what is it? Give and take. It's just easy. And I thought, oh, I don't want to be a mum because then I might have to not be selfish. <laughs> I'm being honest. I am. That's why, like Dave on Father's Day, he'll have his fudge and share it with us all before church. Guess where my chocolate is from Mother's Day? My chocolate is in the bag under the bed. And when the kids said, Mum, shall we have some? No, 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 no. We had sweets yesterday, children. That's what I said. I'm still a work in progress. I am not sharing the chocolate. I'm not. So I'm, I, see, I'm learning. I can be, you know, but I didn't, anyway, it's not selfish. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't really, I'm laughing at that because sometimes, you know, like when you start, you get a bit frustrated with somebody and then all of a sudden you're starting noticing all the little things that they've done and then you've got it like logged in the back of your head and you think at the right moment, out <laughs> the list will come. Uh-uh. we got to go up in the bin with our little list. We keep no record of wrong. We don't rejoice with injustice. We rejoice when truth wins out. Love never gives up. Do you know for some of us, love never giving up means we keep on having to forgive the people that keep on hurting us. You know, it never gives up. The life, the Christ life, the love life, the big love is all about just loving large. It's about when people keep on hurting you, that you don't give up loving them. You don't give up on them. But you say no, because that's what Jesus is like with us. You know, and if you're thinking, help, then that's okay, because God wants to help. He wants, he wants us. He wants to be in there with us. You know, but I want to encourage you, if we could live... 
just with those few things, asking God for wisdom, being thankful, having the attitude that I can do because that's what the Bible says, and being big in love, being large with love. If we can filter our everyday life and experience through those four things, I think we'd find ourselves living quite a liberated life. You know, not an easy life because living love large is not easy. It isn't easy because it's everything that we don't want to do sometimes. We like being selfish. That's why the Bible has to say not to be. You know, notice it doesn't say, now listen, it, it, it has to instruct us on how to be good because we're just really good at getting it all wrong. I just look at like, I never taught my kids to lie. You know, I never, but it's like little kids when they start doing stuff, somebody's pulled somebody's hair, somebody's got a toy and thrown it across the room and you ask them who's done it. No, no, mommy. You know, I never said, right, now this is the way to get through life, kids. When you do something wrong, lie, it works brilliantly. It just comes natural. I'm always having to say, now listen, it's really important to tell the truth. You know, and maybe that will then change what the thing you did in the first place. If you know you've got to tell the truth at the end, maybe you'll just consider what you're doing the first time so that you don't have to like then get yourself in trouble. But you know, the Bible just instructs us. We find, we like doing things that are wrong. But if we can just immerse ourselves in what the Bible says and say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Help me, love large. Help me be really kind. Help me be really forgiving. Help me for not kind of like having this list of things I'm racking up. If we could just live large with love and filter our situations through that, I'm telling you, we are going to be overcomers. We are, you know, and I just in Matthew 5, when it talks about a light of being, us being like a city on a hill, that's what it says. It says, as you're generous with your lives, it causes people to want to get to know the God that you know. You know, our generosity of life, our generosity of, of our love that we give, our generosity towards people in forgiveness, in kindness, in encouraging words. That's the thing that's going to help us navigate well. We shouldn't see ourselves as the victims, because we're not. We're not victims. Sometimes I know things happen bad, but we're not victims. We're overcomers. We're conquerors. The Bible talks about that. It talks about we are more than conquerors, you know, and we've got to live as conquerors, not live as victims. And it's not always easy, but live as a conqueror. Find out how the Bible says for us to live. Conquering love is conquering love. It's the thing that helps us live our life. So I just want to encourage you with those things today. You know, life is unpredictable. Life is tough. It's not scripted. And things happen. But you know, our lives, God wants them to be big. He wants us to live the abundant life. He wants us to live the life that's always moving forward, that says, yes, I can do this. So I don't know where you are today, but I want to encourage you that God, he knows where we are. And he says, I'm in the boat with you. I'm there with you. I'm there to help you. I'm there to be with you. I'm there to strengthen you. Just ask and I'll give you wisdom. Just ask. You know, 
Let me show you what I can do. That's the kind of God that we serve, that he just displays his goodness and kindness for us. And he wants to help us as we walk through life with that. You know, you may be in this place today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart. You say, gosh, I thought God was some ogre with a stick that really didn't like me. I want to let you know that if that's the kind of image that you've got of Jesus, I know sometimes that's the kind of image that's portrayed. But you know, God loves you so much. God absolutely loves you so much. And he just wants to be friends with humanity. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus, his son. Jesus left heaven to come to earth. So there wouldn't have to be that big distance between God and us. But he sent Jesus so that we could be friends. That we could be friends with one another. And if you're in this place today and say, Faye, I'd love Jesus as a friend. I didn't even realize he wanted to be my friend. You know, if you're here and you say, I would love Jesus to be my friend. Then it would be my absolute privilege and honor to say a prayer with you, to invite you to meet my best friend. You know, I look and I think, I don't know how I could do life without Jesus. Left to my own ways, I know my life would be in a mess because I know I'm so good at just making wrong decisions, but Jesus helps me. He helps me and I'm a work in progress and I'd love to invite you to get to know my best friend. So I'm gonna just ask, if you want to just, if everyone here could just shut your eyes right now, we're just going to pray. Jesus, if there's somebody in this place right now that says, I need a friend like you, I need a friend like Jesus, right now his eyes are shut. Lord, for those who want to do this, Lord, we just ask that you would make yourself real. Lord, thank you that you came to be a friend. Lord, we want to invite you in to our lives. Ask you to take us as we are, a work in progress, but somebody you love and that you went to the cross for. Lord, we're sorry for the things that we've done wrong, but we want you to help us. Lord, come and live my life. Help me navigate this path. You know, if that's you right now, and you said, do you know what? I've just said that, but I'd love Jesus to be my friend. If you want to lift your hand right now, while eyes are shut, we've got people, our team, that just would love to give you a Bible. Just would love to give you opportunity to maybe read some of the greatest words you'll ever read about the love that's so incredible of Jesus. So, you know, if you're here today and you've lifted your hand, somebody will see you. Maybe you're in today and you say, Oh, Faye, I'm a bit embarrassed. That's okay. I don't know. You may be thinking, I don't know whether to lift my hand. You know, if, it's, if you don't feel you can lift your hand right now, that's okay. At the back, as you walk out this afternoon, we're going to have somebody standing with a Bible. And you can just ask for one and take it. The main thing is just keep coming back. Keep on coming back. And over time, you know, we could share with you and chat with you. But I just want to pray for each person right now. 
Lord, I thank you for each person here today. Lord, thank you that you love us all beyond what we could ever imagine or think. And Lord, thank you that your word gives us life and instruction to help us go through the unpredictable seasons of life, the life that hasn't got a script. So Jesus, our prayer today is, Lord, that you would help us navigate life. Lord, and that we would be able to look to your word that points us to some of the things that we can do to help us go through difficult situations and even good situations. Lord, help us to be so thankful in heart. Help us, Lord, to live large like what you, what you did, to love extravagantly. Lord, help us. Help us just to navigate through life. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you never leave us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.